Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You don't fucking know me. Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. How are you? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm aggressive and meandering. What are you going to do? It's our way. Yeah. It's uh, episode 163. Hey. Exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> launching another podcast. That's exciting. Yeah, we are. Well, we, we are. <laughs> you did the theme song, the, which the is royal good. We. Yeah. The, the, the royal <laughs> we. Sounded very dude-ish right there. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do a podcast about failed events mm-hmm. launching Sunday, assuming I can figure out how to make it go live Sunday. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's not going to be a five by five show, but it is going to mm. be hosted on Fireside. Yeah. Um, so I just assume when I hit upload to Fireside, it'll go out to all the different podcasts. Here's hoping. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. But it's got a damn good theme song. I know a guy you can call the troubleshoot. <laughs> I know a guy I could call and yell at and be like, the dude's supposed to abide and help me out here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, probably starting next week, this show will be brought to you by that show, uh, <laughs> but not yet. Cause I don't know if it's actually going to go live. Um, but let's hop into it. What, uh, got no e- emails. Actually got one, uh, solicitation email that did look like someone who like understands the show or at least looked up a list of movie podcasts. So okay. Uh, but well, I'm not going to do that because it's a short film. We don't really <laughs> do that. just Steve working for another company? No, it's, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, uh, no, we're not on any charts. No new reviews. <laughs> we can just hop into it. Yeah. No, no less Patreon, so that's good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I think uh, next month I'll actually do a Patreon payout and we'll go buy ourselves, you know, like a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, not next week. I'm out of town next no, week. No, not next month. Uh, yeah. Because you get paid the beginning of the month. Yeah. We racked up quite a bit. Yeah. We got a little money coming to us. We deserve it. Hey. We record a lot. This one's definitely not going to come out on a Wednesday because it's pretty late on a Wednesday. It'll probably come out. I'm just going to stop being meandering. <laughs> Damn, what's the number one movie in America? Uh, got to be Eternals. It does have to yeah. be Eternals. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Like 26 it's, it's Marvel. It's, yep. I, I know it got the bad tomatometer score but still marvel movie now if you had um if you were a betting man mm-hmm. you bet with me what the number two movie in america today would have been i got spoiled on this ah, fuck. because everybody who was a betting man definitely wouldn't have picked Absolutely it. Not. what is the number two movie in america uh clifford the big red clifford dog the big red motherfucking dog with 16.6 million dollars despite having virtually no marketing and being released on paramount plus yeah i forgot it was a thing yeah i'd I'd heard about it as like a comedy skit on a late night show like a year ago or something and not only (laughs) is it number two movie in america right now it is also uh the most watched original film in paramount plus's history holy shit so is it is it their only original film on the new platform no they've had a couple um (laughs) i know like one or two big ones but like It's just it's it, family movie money, right? God damn! Yeah, you know you're business. gonna see, you're, they, you know they're gonna roll with this and be like the number one family movie, number one animated movie in America. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna buy the IP of old books that people read as kids and then make them into dumb movies. It might be good. <laughs> in a world where a dog is bigger than a dog should be, and also 
an off-putting shade of red. <laughs> Ridiculous. God damn. Number three, Dune, 5.5 million. Number four. That's what kills me. Right? Is that it beat Dune. Dune. <laughs> and not by a little. Yeah. By $11 million. Uh, number four, No Time to Die, 4.5. Number five, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, 3.9. Uh, That's so nuts. Yeah, it's like Blockbuster, Clifford, Blockbuster, Blockbuster, Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Clifford. Can you imagine being a studio executive right now just looking at this list and be like... <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever executive was <laughs> like, we didn't pay enough for it to go into theaters. Like. No. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about, you know, <laughs> the giant octopus in the room. Mm. Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man. Holy fuck balls. Spiderman. Spiderman, Spider-Man. three the second time around. Yeah. Almost third, but the other one didn't get enough. Spider-Man acted homely. <laughs> um, <laughs> man... That was a good trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say about it, except that um, it looks better than I kind of thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously. More, more story that looks like it's going to be a good story. Yep. <laughs> I saw a lot sense. of, the- so far, fan theories of uh, plot seem pretty, like everyone said the box is going to be like a TARDIS style prison. Uh, okay. Um, that yeah, is gonna dimensional, right? That's yeah, gonna yeah. send them back. Uh, I saw a lot of plot theories that's saying not the negative zone, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot or of the fan theories. Zone, oh, it, it's, it's even yeah. like the size of a Phantom Zone projector. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of fan theories saying that he's going to be trying to save the villains at first from mm-hmm. dying, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. fucking spot on. That's that's what Spider Man would do, right? It's like I know they're bad, but I don't want them dead. Sure, I just want them to be good people again. Except for um, Topher Grace, one of them dead. And uh, when he's in the black suit, when he's looking at Sandman, he definitely kind of thought he was killing him with the water and was okay with it. Mm. Uh, so there's exceptions. Yep. Uh, there's Spider-Man 3 exceptions. Uh, you know, I like the idea of uh, Octavius teaming up with them a little bit. Yeah. Or at least being helpful. Um, I totally understand why there's, you know, red on his arms now because he's obviously soaking up. The nano suit from yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I thought was pretty tight. Yeah, it's like this technology just absorbs that technology. And ooh, yes, yeah, please, more sure. of that. Yeah. Uh, I like all the villains. Uh, so there's a Brazil version mm-hmm. that had one extra little scene pop happen. Yeah, it's like an extra half a second on a shot that we got in this trailer. Right. And uh, it's, you know, Spider-Man, Tom Holland you know, jumping across to fight at the same time, Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. Mm-hmm. Which um, looks dope. Which looks dope. But in the Brazil part, mm-hmm. it looks as if something punches Lizard in the face. <laughs> yeah. But has been digitally removed from the scene. Mm-hmm. So it's like these three villains yeah. were supposed to be fighting three of something else. <laughs> yeah, it almost and... looks like Tom Holland's in the middle and he should be flanked by other heroes. Right. <laughs> Which I'm guessing are... Um, you know, Doctor Strange and uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's Black see. Widow. No, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Witch. I don't know. There you go. Sure. Uh, so a lot of memes going around about the... And there's there's one scene where everyone says there is... It's intentionally blurred, but there is someone to his left holding a Spider-Man mask in their arm. Mm. Uh, so obviously 
there's three Spider-Man in this. We've known there's three Spider-Man in this. It's the worst <laughs> yeah. kept secret in Hollywood to the point where the, in the breakdowns, people are asking the question, why are you still doing this? Because opening night, people are going <laughs> to yeah. say, hey, all the Spider-Man are in it. Yeah. And now the UK announced they're getting it two days earlier than the US. Yeah, which apparently happens a lot. It's just a big deal because this is a gigantic movie with right. people trying to shut the fuck up about right. stuff. I, saw, I think it was Mr. Sunday Movies said that uh, Kevin <laughs> Feige has uh, Andrew Garfield's dog. <laughs> like a gun pointed to its head. Yeah, it's like... Keep your goddamn mouth shut. Uh, apropos of that, during a recent guest interview on the Today Show... He was almost tricked into confirming a cameo in the movie, but he's able to immediately recognize that he was being set up. So he said, and I quote, you guys are really good at your jobs, but I'm better at mine. Listen, (laughs) I'm not in the film. I love Spider-Man. I always have. And I'm so happy to have played the part. I love Tom Holland. I love John Watts. I love, you know, Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige Mm -hmm. and what they're what they've done with the movies and that character. It's an important character to me. So I'm just really excited to see what happens in the third one as you guys are, which definitely sounds (laughs) like specifically in the third act when I show up, which sounds like Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal have two guns pointed at his dog or family. Uh, So here's the thing. Andrew Garfield is a liar. It's not his fault. He's a liar. He's being told. He's being commanded to be a liar. And and he's he's been going out doing press for other shit. So it's like he can't not be out in the public in front of reporters. Doing interviews for Tick, Tick, Boom right now. Yeah. So he's he's literally just being trotted out in front of movie journalists. Sure. Who all they want to know about is Spider-Man. And like, imagine... (laughs) And this happens a lot. And I think about this a lot. But imagine being... Like the main character of a biopic of the guy that created Rent, and you've worked so hard on the singing and the choreography, and every interview is like, "Are you in the Spider Man? Are <laughs> yeah. you one of twelve main characters in this <laughs> yeah. Marvel movie?" And I'd be like, "Your other projects you're working on, would you work? Uh, would you say one of them is amazing, <laughs> <laughs> spectacular, perhaps?" So, while we got you here, could you? <laughs> um, <laughs> That would piss me off so much. Yeah. Like, leave me the fuck. Let's like, talk about the thing I'm here for. What What I'm wondering is how many of these uh, of these like junket journalists are getting put on blacklists by his agents? Because I'm sure Not a single one. Because everyone's doing. He's on. Uh, he's on the Today Show. Yeah. Because like they gotta have they like have a, the Spider Man there. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like like a thing with his representation that they're like. I don't know. Maybe do we know is the is the other movie he's coming out with is that a Sony movie? I have no idea. Um, because I'm like I gotta imagine that there's there's a thing where it's like, please no Spider Man question. Like I'm, I just I'm, muted you because I wanted to <laughs> suck in some snot. Good. Uh, I'm like please no Spider Man questions. I'm here to you know promote this movie. We can talk about anything. Like I'm. I'm not able to tell you anything, even if you ask me about it. It's right. just going to be a waste of both of our times. Uh, I would say and then yes, still probably. Like Spider-Man, right? Please, Spider-Man. Uh, you know, and the, the very few one-on-one interviews I've done in karaoke rooms with people, mm. there is twice when I've been asked not to ask questions about a certain thing, mm. um, and the answer's always been like, if you ask them, still your prerogative. The interview is over. Yeah. So. 
And now on the Today Show, that's different. He can't just walk up and leave because that'll become a different story in and itself. Yeah. And the people from Tick, Tick, Boom will be like, hey, could you stop being a dick while we're trying to make our money back? <laughs> yeah. But trying to sell you as a leading guy. <laughs> I imagine that there is like that situation. I imagine that he could have a publicist that's like, hey, please don't ask the primary question. Yeah. But what? There's no real recourse. Yeah. And again, yeah, you could blacklist them there, but he's out doing the press. Like, he's got to do it. He, the, the publicist is helping him, but it's the studio setting up the press things. Yeah, and I guess the studio is not going to... They're like, hey, any news is good news. Right. If he's, they're like, if he's, shut up yeah, and yeah. answer your Marvel yeah. questions and dance, fucker. Yeah, yeah. it's like we're on this podcast talking about his movie that's coming out because they asked him about Spider-Man. Right. So it's like any news is good news also the more people think of you as spider-man the more they're coming to our biopics so <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah. you better lawyer up asshole because i'm not coming back for half i'm coming back for everything <laughs> god i love that fucking movie it's not one of the stories i put down but i did see that aaron sorkin said that he would consider doing social network too just because there's so much more happening oh, with facebook yeah. but i don't care as much because Andrew Garfield's my favorite fucking part of Social Network. <laughs> yeah. I love him, and I love that version of Eduardo Saverin. All right, moving on. Uh, Tom Holland said he might uh, quit playing Spider-Man so Marvel can make a Miles Morales in the MCU movie. Ooh. He says, maybe it's time for me to move on. Maybe that's what's best for Spider-Man is that they do a Miles Morales film. I have... I have to take Peter Parker into account as well because he's an important part of my life. But if I'm still playing Spider-Man after I'm 30, I've done something wrong. Which, oh, which what she's saying to his two possibly uh, 30-year-old plus co-stars. In I mean, Toby's got to be in his 40s. And yeah. I'm like, I. so here's my thought on this. And there have been <laughs> reports that, and this is all hearsay, that he's not happy Mm. that this movie has other Spider-Man in it. He's he's like, I'm Spider-Man. Oh. I got the part when I was 18. I'm like, mm. it feels like we're going back in time here. Mm. Um, so like, wouldn't this be a fun, like, fuck you to Marvel? It's like, maybe I'll stop doing it. Maybe again, even younger kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to be. And then yeah, a fuck you to Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield. be like, I don't want to be doing this after I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck you. Oh, 30 years old. I'm might as well start doing my using my pension or i wonder if there was like he was talking to them on set and they're like yeah we can't get past the oh you're spider-man like it's it's best to not keep doing these and pigeon yourself you know pigeonhole yourself into being spider-man for forever like spider-man made you a household name my dude Yep. Like you were already doing all right. You were already famous, but now you are like yeah. A-lister. I think he's GQ's man of the year right now. Jesus. Right? And like, you're not a man. You're barely a Spider-Man. <laughs> you're a Spider-Boy. Spider-Ling. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Andrew Garfield's <laughs> twice the Spider-Man you'll ever be. I was recently uh, having lunch with uh, a friend of mine who books a lot of bands that is his bands. Cause, you know, as a side gig, I book um, a couple stages around town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we bonded so hard over the fact that his favorite Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield. I feel like we need support <laughs> groups. Like I need, I need other people to validate this with me because he is my favorite Spider-Man. He just got a raw script. Anyway. Word. All right, moving on. Uh, so... In another earlier episode, we talked about how there's like this Twitter buzz about how like um, Dave Bautista said he really wanted to do a buddy cop 
mm-hmm. uh, movie with yeah, Jason, with Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, yeah. And MGM Studios mm. is reportedly nearing a deal with both of them All right. for this hypothetical Lethal Weapon-esque buddy cop comedy <laughs> set in Hawaii. Yep. All right. I like. I like both. I, that all, works. I like every part of that. I'll watch this movie no matter how bad it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah. speaking of buddy cop things that I want to have happen, mm. one of the uh, I didn't follow a lot of the Disney Plus stuff. I'm a, a little bit overwhelmed with it. Yeah, I only really watched the uh, the Marvel presentation. Sure. I've, I've got the Pixar one which, that I want to watch, but which made me gloss over the fact that Andy Samberg and John Mulaney mm. introduced their upcoming comedy adventure film, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Holy exclusively shit. revealing not only the um the first paper uh first poster but a little tiny script which i thought was really cute uh, they have not adorable. said whether it's like alvin and the chipmunk style live action if it's all mm. animated they specifically said this is not a reboot it's a comeback so it's a continuation of oh, chippendales um there's you know there's no case too big no case too small <laughs> when you need help just call chippendales Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. God damn, uh, I'm excited for that. And it's Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. Yeah. Spider Hand. He already found his next gig. Yeah, right. It's uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's ending. Sure. Or ended. Yeah, right. ended. And, um, was this, this I forget. Was the last one of the other members of... Oh, what the fuck's the group? Uh, the Samberg. Lonely Island. Yeah, is directing. Oh, cool. So, uh, it's definitely in the right hands, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Makes me really happy. Uh, but the uh, hmm. I love uh his and um Seth Meyers's uh friendship. Uh, Seth Meyers on his show he does a, a YouTube like a digital exclusive thing uh-huh. uh, where he does corrections every week. Oh, we should do it's, that. It's a fantastic like uh, now long running ish series that he started doing during the pandemic. Um, like when when they got back into studio, but still didn't have an audience, so they just had like time to kill. Like, oh, we'll, we'll film some extra stuff and put it on the YouTube, right? And it's 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 had like through lines throughout. Like, like you get the most out of it if you go back and like watch it from episode one and oh. keep going through. Okay, and it's corrections. Um, and he'll sometimes randomly he'll just pull out his phone for a bit. And call Andy Samberg and tell him to do a thing. Put it towards the camera. Have uh-huh. him do the thing, and then just hang up on him and keep that's going. Fucking, that's a good bit. <laughs> and he's like, "It again." Doesn't know I'm calling him right now. <laughs> I would do a weekly bit where uh, Yaro sends us corrections. Like, just <laughs> yeah. record a quick uh, voice memo, send it to me, and I'll drop it in the most. Oh, by the way, here's last week's corrections. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, especially if he sang them. <laughs> yeah. I would like, like that. doing that, but like calling him while we're recording uh, sure. having him not had anything prepared sure. grab your acoustic guitar it's yeah. mila kunis and you then, idiots like, not even thanking him just like yeah. <laughs> hanging it's up and on not the next mia <laughs> yeah. you're That's fucking dumb delightful <laughs> oh, maybe we'll rip that off andy sandberg's pretty good national treasure <laughs> of course he is i do like palm springs mm. it's a good flick <laughs> um speaking of other things that are interesting mm-hmm <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score for Ghostbusters Afterlife has dipped below that of Paul Feig's uh, divisive 2016 reboot. Mm. There's no audience score yet. And there is more positive reviews than negative reviews. 
Okay. Of, there's, there's just, just so a lot few. of them. Oh, there's a few. Okay. There's like 50 reviews out that are gotcha. critics. Yeah, because... it's like baseball's first week where some teams are, have a thousand winning, you know, and some right. are at zero because I haven't won yet. So yeah, it's yeah. expected to change. It's just at this moment in history, the new okay. one is worse than the 2016. Gotcha. There's, there's five reviews and two of them are bad. So yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. Right. As opposed to like the few hundred reviews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course the audience score is going to be better. Yeah, because you know it's it's fans hit, hate hit women. Member berries. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, film distributor Miramax mm. is suing director Quentin Quentin Tarantino. Oh, why are they suing him, Dan? What we talked about last week. Oh shit! What the fuck was it? The non fungible tokens. Yeah, because he is selling off never before seen Pulp Fiction scenes as NFTs, mm-hmm. and Miramax is like, we own those. <laughs> um, you can't sell them, let alone the rights to them. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The NFT is not the rights because that's where oh, that's my head right. goes. It's like too. it's the idea of it, right? Because like they'll just be released, uh, and you will just theoretically own it. Yeah. Yeah, NFTs are real weird to wrap your brain around. But um, yeah, I guess the the studio is just like, hey, we could fucking sell that on a bonus edition, whatever, like, right. and make people buy it. But it's it not like from they're, us. They're tripping <laughs> not... over themselves to do this either. Yeah. So, and here I went on a little deep dive of this also. <laughs> so Tarantino also owns the rights to any prequel or sequel, and he could take them anywhere. Miramax, okay. Uh, also, let me go on. Uh, record saying fuck you miramax yeah the people that made you your money can all go to fucking hell fuck you in fact yeah. uh guys can you help me out a little bit fuck you thank you guys fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you thank that, you i guess that's kind of like the same deals they were doing around the same time where of why like kevin smith still owns jay and silent bob right but not like the concept of mall rats or whatever because he did that with paramount and right all of, yeah so and anything like anything, Clerks Miramax had right of first refusal. Yeah, that was a thing for Clerks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but, but he he still like outright owned the characters. Sure, Jay and Silent Bob. So and then which is Miramax why could do reboot and all said of that. Yeah. they might not even have said no. They just wanted to be consulted first. Yeah, and then they put out this official statement, which I thought is so <laughs> weird. He said the gr- this group, meaning Tarantino's whole team, mm. chose to recklessly, greedily. <laughs> almost greedy and lazy do i want to say greedy and, lazy. and intentionally and intentionally disregard the agreement that's weird oh, that's weird anyway uh that quentin signed instead of following the clear legal and ethical approach of simply communicating with Miramax about his proposed ideas this one-off effort devalues the nft rights to pulp fiction which Miramax intends to maximize through a strategic and comprehensive mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. Miramax will defend all of its rights in regard to its library including the relating including rights to relating to NFTs, not that they fucking know what it means, and will not allow Quentin's representatives to deceive others into believing they have the authority to make similar deals in violation of the rights agreements they signed. Specifically, someone did a good breakdown of this saying, they're actually afraid of what this means for other movies more than they are for Pulp Fiction. Mm, They don't want it to be a precedent. Right. They don't want people making money off the movies that they own the distribution rights to, but I guarantee they don't fully understand what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. They probably think, like, yeah, you're just selling scenes of this movie to people. That's not what it is at all. No. Also, uh, if I was Miramax, maybe uh, don't put a thing out in writing to the public uh, bashing somebody else's ethics. 
Right. Sure. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Maybe leave Fuck that part you. out of the statement, you right. pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> Everything you've done is terrible. Harborers of rapists. <laughs> right. And it's... Uh, just stay in your fucking lane. You know what? If you're worried about your money, then take this time, promote this idea, and then put out Pulp Fiction's... You know, put those scenes into the movie yeah. and release the special edition. Yeah. Start selling the movie frame by frame. Yeah, you want to maximize your revenue on it fucking do it you've been sitting yeah. on them for 30 years they're worried that this is a new medium that they are not in control of is what it really is so <laughs> anyway a big old fuck you to everyone at miramax yep even if you were giving me a job i'd tell you to go fuck yourself fuck <laughs> everything about you sons of bitches <sighs> after multiple attempts at continuing the predator story Predator 5 will debut on Hulu. Oh, boy, they figured it out. (laughs) So this one's been coming out for a while. It's called Prey. Okay. Oh, I guess, yeah, because they did. Fuck you. Because the reboot-ish, prequel, sequel, whatever, Uh a couple years ago was Predator, and then, like, Aliens, they did Predators. Which Predators I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought that was pretty tight. Neither here nor there. This one's been coming out for a while. It's called Prey. All it's right. reportedly set at the time of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. <laughs> it's just about people. No, yeah, no, no aliens. No aliens. It's just, it's just about the people. Yep. There's the noise in the background. Shows up at the end. You got to wait till the next one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so yeah, set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. The film follows Nauru, a female warrior protecting her tribe against an alien predator. Okay. Um, I, I like the predator. I'll, I'll go on record is a hot take that not a lot of people agree with i like more predator movies than i do alien movies uh yeah i'd, I'd agree with that because some of them are just hard to, to sit through I, I and the other thing is i don't really and I'll, I'll bring this up again later it's not a a fandom or a franchise that i have a lot of emotional attachment to yeah same you know, I and I actually, you know, I I like the newer Alien movies more than I like the older ones, even. Mm. And I love Prometheus, and uh, you know, I thought Predators was great. I like it more than like say Predator Two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was fun because I'm going in with a very like this started out as it a Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah, muscle bound kind of thing. Yeah, this this yeah, those were the franchises that. Like Die Hard was trying to get away from being right. when we were growing up, and they up. weren't even supposed to be the same universe at first. They, that was an afterthought. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Fuck yeah. it. They're both the same thing. Yeah, uh, I like almost every Alien vs Predator movie as a dumb like ah look they're fighting. Yeah. yeah, in the same way I'm like ah Freddy's fighting Jason. Yeah, you don't it's, take it's it more. Seriously. Yeah, I feel like that stuff is more in line with when they would do crossover limited series in comics, like sure. back in the day. Oh, a hundred. Where they were just like, yeah, Doctor Who and the Green Lantern. Yep. Fine, whatever. There Let's you go. do it for four issues. Yeah, <laughs> and none of it's gonna make any sense, but some people are gonna buy it. So fuck it. <laughs> the uh, the inability to do a good Predator film is not because you know it's the writing. That's all it is. Yeah. You need, like, you're trying hard to make a Predator film. You're not trying hard to make a film. Mm. Make a good movie. And that's what I felt like a lot of Predators were. It was really character-based. It was about the other people. And, the, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's also this fucking alien. Because we've already seen everything with these fucking Predators. We don't care. We get it. They're killing machines. Yeah, And yeah. we overcome in the end. That's, yeah. what, that's what we want out of it. Just write a good fucking story. Yeah. Same thing with, like, the alien movies. Like, you, you only get to do the first alien once. 
Right. Because it's, it's like, you know, it's Jaws 2. It's like, all right, the whole menace was the Bigger shark. Jaws. Now, now you've seen the shark. What, yeah. What's next? <laughs> Your kid becomes Hitler too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a fandom yeah, you I... can't do the mystery of the bad guy when you've already done that for a right. whole movie. Sure. I hate Jaws. I really do. I tried so hard. <laughs> I've watched it so many times. I think it's the most boring fucking movie on the planet. Boy, do I not give a fuck about Jaws. I'm sorry. I know that's not going to win me any friends. Fuck Jaws. Fair. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's a, the, the end's great when they're fighting the shark, but it's like, I think, and we'll touch on this later. It just hits a little too close to home. It's like, hey, there's this thing out that's killing everyone. Everyone's like, it'll be fine. No, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Like, there's literally dead bodies washing up on shore. Like, there's no shark. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't need this shit. Uh, yeah, speaking too, of too real, too real. <laughs> speaking of fandoms, I do like uh, Harry Potter 20th anniversary special is heading to HBO Max okay. in early 2022. It'll reunite Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, and Emma Watson, uh, which is interesting to me for two reasons. One, a couple months ago, Daniel Radcliffe said, "You will never get us all in the same place again." He said, <laughs> yeah. "It's never going to happen." Yeah. And then HBO was like, "Challenge accept it with our boatload of money." Uh, <laughs> yeah. And two, <laughs> yeah. no one's seen fucking Rupert Grint in forever. Yeah. Do you know what he does I now? If, I wonder if he was the holdout. <laughs> he was just like, "Fuck all of that noise." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's got a lot of money. All the kids got a lot of money from this. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's got a little farm. All but right. what he spends a lot of his money on, apparently, is he started this ice cream truck All right. uh, where he just drives around his area and gives free ice cream to kids. That's fucking delightful. He's like, I've got all the money in the world. I can do whatever. I'm Ron fucking Weasley. That's fantastic. He does not want to be a famous He's person. the free ice cream man. Yeah. Who is also your uh, childhood famous actor. Sure. Ron That's Weasley. Incredible. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um. I mean, my favorite Harry Potter fact is just the fact that nobody knows who wrote them. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, these books just appeared out of the ether. <laughs> yep. They have no author mm-hmm. and they've yeah, become it's beloved. Weird. It's weird so <laughs> bizarre. And, you know, probably Hollywood's biggest mystery, to be honest. Yep. yep. Uh, Screenplay by. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, actor Paul Rudd. <laughs> Has a very sexiest man alive, Paul sex- Rudd. I'm oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Please use sexiest his title. <laughs> man alive, Paul Rudd, uh, who I would not let turn me inside out as I would Chris Evans. Um, I had a very funny response to a red carpet recently when he was asked about Bill Murray and Ant Man. Yeah. They say, um, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we, you know, he's, Bill Murray's been out. He's been talking about his role in Ant Man. And he's like, that's the first I've heard of this. I don't, I don't think, I think that it's a lot of cross pollination between, you know, Ghostbusters, because we're both in Ghostbusters. I think people are, it's just conjecture at this part. And, they're like, and they'll, the, the interviewer's like, okay, what role is he playing in Ant Man? He's like, that's Bill Murray. He could play any role. Have you seen the Wes Anderson films? He is so fucking charming and good God at deflecting. Uh, he's the best. Yep. I, just, I recently rewatched the montage of every time he set up a clip at Conan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like... With Mac and me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like 15 of them. Yeah. And every single time he like, gets not, Conan. He's like, like, I'm not going to do it this time. Yeah. And then on his farewell special, he got him twice. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> I fucking love Mac and me. That's, yeah. that's the E.T. we deserved. Yeah. Uh, 
Sylvester Stallone officially confirms that he is returning to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as Stakar Ogor- okay. Ogord Word. Um, put up a behind-the-scenes set photo. Uh, I did not think we were going to see that team back in this one. Yeah, I was sort of... I, well, I, half and half is a little much. Uh, maybe 75-25 of not seeing them versus seeing them again. Sure. But I thought it was a bit weird to like set up the whole original comics team and then not do anything i with thought them the they were setting movie. up to not have the original team back in number three. Oh, they're like this is just the new team you're gonna follow but once it was the old, you know the same people i'm like they're not gonna have two teams and maybe this will just be another cameo but yeah they're, they're apparently involved all right uh, be in the christmas special i hope so oh that'd be great that'd make me really happy um uh, we're gonna talk about christmas specials in a second too <laughs> like the star wars christmas specials we're gonna talk about a whole that. segment of them <laughs> like yep uh like we're, them and bieber <laughs> that would make me really happy uh lucasfilm president kathleen kennedy extends her contract with the studio for another three years, keeping her as president until at least 2024. Right. I'm Dude, torn. Making her money. I'm torn. Yeah. yeah I as, fully as, believe that Mandalorian saved her. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's that they're like, you know, a lot of people, it, sure, the new, you know, trilogy of the saga, it was uh, incredibly divisive, but like, she's also the same person who greenlit doing all of these Dave Filoni series and the right. Mandalorian and all of the They're so good stuff at TV. One they just need like, to... Yeah. And, like, Book of Boba Fett looks so fucking good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, unpor- uh, unfortunately, does seem like she's one of the big things that is the reason why Rogue Squadron is delayed indefinitely. Yeah. So, uh, there is an insider at Lucasfilm mm. that talked to the Hollywood Reporter and says... The real culprit behind Rogue Squadron's, uh, you know, different delay is the dreaded creative differences. Specifically, mm. Patty Jenkins couldn't agree on the script with Lucasfilm executives. <laughs> That's not unusual, of course, right. but it's laughably recurring problem. It's a laughably recurring problem at Lucasfilm yeah. under President Kathleen Kennedy. Her, you know, the agents say uh, top filmmakers are dying to make a Star Wars movie until they sign on and experience the micromanagement and plot point by committee process. Mm. Jenkins wasn't willing to dick around, and she has other projects, notably Wonder Woman three at Warner Brothers, where she enjoys more creative freedom. Clearly, so <laughs> yeah, one they, they don't DC don't tell her what the fuck to do. One. <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Getting shit done. Get your shit and walk then. Say, I don't need the I don't need you. You need me. Yeah. And your awful fucking service. But also, plot point by committee mm-hmm. is exactly the reason I would say I don't like those Star Wars movies. Yeah. And weirdly, I guess not really how Marvel operates. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say they have like a you know, a story committee essentially that does like the overall kind of like, all right, right, we need to get this character from point A to point B. Can you make a movie in there? Right. Now, um, is it like the prequels, like, you know, torn to shreds when they came out and now are like beloved. And I'm one of those people. I'll yeah. be the first one to say, fuck the prequels. And now I'm just like, I will scream you were the chosen one at the top of my lungs every day of my fucking life. <laughs> and have. Yep. And have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but follow, like, follow us on Facebook. Right. But that, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That is what's my favorite meme. Yeah. Uh, but like they, they are a concise story under one person's, you know, vision. 
mm-hmm. that it feels like a story. Like the problem to the to the the threequels, you know, to me is that mm-hmm. it's so disjointed. I have the same problem with the Half Blood Prince, at Harry Potter. Like that was the turning point to me, where I'm like, this is not a movie. This is a cliff notes of the information you're trying to give to us. Mm. Like especially that last one. What was the last one? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'm like you had plot points and you built scenes around these plot points and we jumped to these plot points at no point did this feel like a movie to me it felt more like vignettes Mm. and like that to me is like i that screams of plot point by committee like here is what we need to have happen hell or high water this is the plot we want to see happen there is no there's no bending to that yeah and I, I can absolutely see Patty Jenkins going in and be like, here's what I want. Like, nope, this is the story you're telling. The Rogue Squadron's going to go blow up this blank star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> yeah. And you've got, when you've got like a committee of people all, you know, to all being too many cooks in the kitchen, it's all of those cooks also are trying to make sure that something they did gets in to say that, you know, there's a reason why you should keep paying me. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, Oh, the movie failed. It wasn't my thing. I got in there, but right. I have a, I have a good, I didn't, in, it, I didn't sit in this room and get nothing in. I have a good meandering, um, self, uh, jerk offing analogy to that. Mm. And that is, uh, so I used to run a venue in town, mm-hmm. uh, for a company and the venue was owned by a movie theater. I won't say which one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, let, let's call it, uh, what's a good Texas landmark that I can talk about? Let's uh, call something. it something you're supposed let, to remember. It, let's but call I can't it, remember. let's call it big Tex beer house. <laughs> and they own this bar. And then, uh, for a while, big Tex beer house had, <laughs> it was like a bad run of movies and they were, they were, you know, they needed some money and the, they yep. realized that one of the only things that in the, in the company that was making a lot of money was this venue I ran. Cause mm-hmm. it wasn't movies. It was like parties yeah, yeah, yeah. and bands and stuff. Yeah. So then the executives of this company started reaching out and say, Hey, I want this event to happen at your venue that we own. And I'm like, well, no, like, well, you don't have a choice. Well, I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a high up executive. And you're doing it. I'm like, well, that's not going to make any money. Like, yes, it is. It's everyone, <laughs> you know, the lip, the lip sync, uh, show is so popular. Do a lip sync competition. And I'm like, well, well, that's a lot of work to put together. Like, I'll oh, just do it. Just put together. Okay. You know, put the lip sync, com- you know, mm-hmm. and they, they don't realize that a lot of this is also marketing. So they're not giving me any money for marketing. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Have an event and it fails, but it seemed like every week, like a new one was coming out because they're like, Oh shit. They're putting, you know, crosshairs on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say who is, but if they can, like, oh, I'm throwing events at the venue. That's that's getting a lot of money. Yeah. But every time they would try something, they would lose a lot of money. Yep. Like that. So, roundabout saying you're forcing things into this movie that don't make sense because you want to put your mark. Yeah, on just it. to justify your salary, so you can be one yeah, of the no. twelve written buys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't we don't need that. Yep. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of the things I think Marvel's actually found a good balance of over the like 10 years that they've been doing it. Sure. Cause it seems to be like they do have those, like, I think, um, what was it? Chloe Zhao was talking about it where it was like, yeah, you can go in and they have like, yeah, get us these characters. Here's where they, you know, we think they are currently, if you've got a better idea, awesome. Right. Um, you know, get us from point A to point B because we're setting up this thing for, you know, three years down the line that's going to be massive if we do this right. Um, but whatever in between, do do what makes you a good filmmaker. Right. 
uh, we get the occasional Thor sitting in a pool looking at Infinity Stones. Yeah, but, but I think that was that. yeah that was one of those times where they went. Mm, I think we pushed too hard. Yeah, like maybe we shouldn't Agreed. have done that scene. Um, you know, no, this is not confirmed, but rumors say that Patty Jenkins went back to Warner Brothers. Um, there is an actor that worked with Warner Brothers a whole lot named Christian Bale. Mm. Uh, she told him this story, and uh, then uh, this is a secret recording I heard of what happened and the, not confirmed it's all mm-hmm. hearsay mm. but this is what what uh the insider snuck us fuck you yeah. fuck you yeah. fuck mm-hmm. you fuck you fuck you mm-hmm. fuck you mm. yeah i can see him saying that about uh yeah kathleen kennedy <laughs> anyway move it on uh-oh it's time for jan news you know it now <laughs> um sticking on the uh the the marvel train um i'm sorry the what the the marvel train there you go Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> talking about uh studios doing things that make a a movie different um so they always knew that uh spider-man no way home and <laughs> damn <laughs> can hear it so far in the background (laughs) Um, spider-man no way home and multiverse of madness yeah uh we're gonna be two parts of a multiverse story sure um originally uh, the plan was for dr strange and the multiverse of madness to come out and then no way home was gonna happen after uh when covid hit um they decided uh basically to go the other way um that uh where was the uh, quote here um can't no, have all these yeah. spider-men in one place getting covid <laughs> yeah uh so when the um doctor strange uh the production was shut down or it was delayed uh because they were going to film in london which had gotten hit way worse for like earlier than all we right. did sure um uh, they decided to switch the order. Uh, so the the script for No Way Home was being constantly rewritten throughout filming. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's our favorite. And this is from Tom Holland, a quote from GQ magazine. Uh-oh. He said, you could ask the director what happens in, ask, in Act 3, and his response would be, I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> sign. That's a bad sign. So... All of the things you're hearing about them maybe pushing back Spider-Man Ugh. may have less to do with COVID and more Ugh. to do with, like, do we have time for reshoots? And are picking up the slack there's no case too big no case too small when you need help just call ch-ch-ch-ch-bandale rescue ranger uh holland also noted that several key actors from the spider-man franchise yeah hadn't signed on for the third film when the first day of shooting was approaching oh they're talking about toby Maguire. Uh, so he said, some people were trying to figure out whether they wanted to do it, and we needed all of them or none. Oh. So. Yeah, I heard he had a back problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> lots lots of uh, sure. reasons that it was getting pushed back. So, of course. You know, maybe COVID happening did wind up giving it a little more time anyway, much like uh, Doctor Strange is just getting right. more of that extra time. Um, God, Tobey Maguire is a piece of shit. Yeah, but in some of the good news... Uh, uh, Holland also said, uh, you're going to see a style of fighting in this film that you've never seen in the Spider-Man movies before. Okay. Which, I'm like, well, alright, cool. Let me in. I bet it has something to do with three Spider-Man fighting at the same time. And like, <laughs> yeah. like, cooperative. There is this Which one... we saw in the in animated form, but sure. not live action yet. There is this one shot in the trailer, going back to the Spider-Man trailer, mm. where uh, Tom Holland is like trying to get away from Doctor Strange, so he like web slings, and he opens up two portals, and the, yeah. the web comes and hits him in the foot, so he webs himself. Yeah. And I thought that was the funniest fucking use. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoever thought that up, fucking, you get Just, an extra million. Wow. Yeah. 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 Real good. Because we're going to be talking about that for a long time. Yep. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna web himself so I can snatch him with my uh, what do they call the uh, the uh, crimson bands of Cinderac? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah! What else you got? Uh, and then other sort of tangential uh, Marvel news. So the uh, you didn't even know what this was, but the uh, one of the um, uh, what you might call it, the animated series that uh, yeah. was the last. Uh, four announced at the same time Hit animated mouse. series. Close. What is it? That uh, Hulu was going to do with Marvel Television uh, was Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Who is a ridiculous character. He's <laughs> um, just like a monkey Hitman. that I can't remember if he like gets possessed by the ghost of uh, an assassin or something. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. It's just the story is absolutely ludicrous. Um, but it was on the, the same slate as uh, Modoc, which was the Patton Oswalt right. one that's out now. Sure. Um, and then the other two wound up just getting canceled, uh, which was the Kevin Howard Smith, the Duck, Howard the Duck, and then uh, Tigra and Mother Dazzler. Fuckers! You mu- the fourth I w- those yeah. were the two good ones. I wanted Howard the <laughs> yeah. Duck and Dazzler. Yeah, that's what I wanted. You motherfuckers. Yeah, but. So they had announced those while Marvel Television was still a thing. (laughs) Right. And then they got absorbed into Marvel Studios proper. Sure. uh, Which is both good and bad because we got all of the Disney Plus series out of it. Right. Um, But since um since Modoc. Trade off. We got, you know, Loki and two Captain America boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, we got we got early Kang. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love um, Howard the Duck. So the Fuck uh, you! <laughs> yeah, so Modoc and Hitmonkey were already underway enough. They, I don't know if it's like it's a sunk l- cost thing. Sure, um, let it happen. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the showrunners um, were asked about it in an interview recently. Um, asked about if the uh, Marvel Studios absorbing Marvel TV affected the series at all. Um, and they said, uh, you know, we try to stay out of the politics of it. I think the good through line is that we have support from the transition to the to continue with the show. Uh, we happened to be in mid-production when that happened, so we weren't in Los Angeles. Um, we happened to be abroad shooting a sci-fi movie, so we were a little out of the slipstream. But it's been really great. I think uh, what's really fun through line for us is Hulu which has been the place that it was set up first and where it's now streaming. 
that they've really been great partners with us through the transition from the two Marvels. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Fuck you. And the other uh, showrunner said, but uh, also to Marvel Studios' credit, when they saw the show and they saw some of the episodes that had already been produced, they supported us. Uh, in some ways, it was kind of a dream project because we were able to continue. Nobody messed with us. Nobody told us to change anything. They just sort of said, yeah, keep making the show the way you're making it. It seems cool. That's great. Yeah. Ho ho! Go make daddy some money! Ho ho! <laughs> um, and then the, the article goes on to talk about how some of the other things that were canceled because of the the merger um, was all the Netflix series. Sure. And something that I maybe remembered hearing about but had totally forgotten says, uh, though it is yet to occur, the actors behind the various characters were all contracted to appear in an MCU film if asked by the studio. Oh. So that might still be a thing that they could legally sure. be like, hey, you got to be in the next Avengers. Sure. Or as an alternate universe in multiverse of madness man you know what i thought about when i was saying that like i could see like you know disney coming in the mouse says oh now it's not hit now it's hit mouse (laughs) and then i realized that Mm -hmm. watching endgame it's a mouse that saves the entire universe oh shit I didn't even put. I never, I put never that together. at one point. Yeah. I know it's technically a rat. It's a rat, but yeah. But like, oh, like, hey, the mouse came in and saved everything. Without that mouse, yeah, half the people in the universe are dead. Wow. Yeah. I just started thinking about that. Wow. All right. What else you got? That's fucking nuts. And then something I thought you'd definitely have for the why the fuck do we need this file? Yeah. <laughs> is ridiculous news to me is uh <laughs> 90s uh amazing action movie under siege i don't know what this is is getting a reboot uh that's in the world do not know what under siege Max. is let me look it up uh i'll just quote from the article a Please. reboot of the 1992 hit action film under siege which starred steven seagal oh yeah i've seen and this poster. tommy lee jones sure. is currently under development uh, this is from 1992. Uh, Seagal starred in the movie as a former Navy SEAL who stands as the only line of defense against a group of terrorist mercenaries when they assume control of the U.S.'s U.S. battleship Missouri. So they're terrorist mercenaries. Sure. Well, they're, like, they're, well, there's one terrorist, and then he I, hires I, the rest. <laughs> usually, terrorists are. Uh, for a thing mercenaries are businessmen (laughs) that's ridiculous um so also starring in the film was uh gary Busey. was great um it uh achieved great commercial success including two academy award nominations what and you know when they you know when a movie and especially an action blockbuster movie in the 90s yeah um (laughs) <laughs> the awards that they give them for like hey you made Special a lot of money effects. uh sound design sound and sound yeah! effects <laughs> yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. fucking the, the called awards, it the awards that they give fucking. to people for saying hey you made a lot of money <laughs> fuck yeah mm-hmm. god i'm a fucking genius uh <laughs> Grossed over a uh, hundred and fifty-six million dollars in nineteen ninety-two money. Sure, um, and secured a sequel from nineteen ninety-five, Under Siege Two: Colon Dark Territory. <laughs> More siegeier. 
I feel like Steven Seagal movies, the mercenaries are paid slightly more. Yeah, that that started popularizing the all the sequel number colon subtitle. Right, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. In a world where the siege is even more under. Yeah. Under siege two, dark territory. I hate it. Yep. What else you got? So that's getting that's getting a reboot. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Why the fuck do we need this in the world? Dan, uh-huh. this week, it's something we do need the fuck in the world. Is it, is it a reboot of Under Siege? Yeah. <laughs> Under Siege, colon, the reboot. The rebooting. No, it's a trailer I sent you for Don't Look Up. Oh, and I've talked yes. about this before, but this is the second trailer. It's more in depth. This looks like one of the best movies ever fucking made. It's yeah. Adam McKay, uh guy that made a uh, vice and anchorman mm-hmm. a bunch of the good shit um oh uh, also fucking side note i'm gonna meander a little bit here aggressively uh adam mckay and that will ferrell like this podcast right, at all this week <laughs> all movies considered uh so adam mckay and will ferrell mm-hmm. are executive producers of the show succession really doesn't that blow your tits off a little wow I was watching Whoa. one day and I stopped and I'm like, executive producers, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. That's so fucking weird. It's like, there. yeah, every once in a while I'll see like, um, uh, was it, uh, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, like them as a writing team right. or like executive producers on a thing that's dead serious. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, oh, they just, they just like making stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, don't look up stars. A lot of people. It's got mm-hmm. uh, the leads are Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence, Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. and like 10 other people I'm forgetting. Yeah. Uh, and it's about a, a comet is heading towards Earth. And, the, you know, these astrophysicists, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are like, hey, we're all going <laughs> to fucking die. And they go to the White House. Yeah. I think Jonah Hill's either the president or Meryl Streep's the president. One of the two is yeah, the president. Yeah, I thought, I thought it looked like maybe Meryl Streep was the president and then Jonah, Jonah Hill's like, like the one of the staff. secretaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and nobody is taking them seriously. Yeah. And they're like, well, can we just brush this under the rug and pretend that they're, go- they're like trying to leak it to the press and everyone's like, doesn't give a shit. Yeah. They're getting arrested because they're like, you're going to cause a panic. Uh, and just like they're like, they're hey. like trying to cause a panic and it's not happening. Right. <laughs> like we're all gonna fucking die, people. And it's <laughs> uh, you know again, this is a very close to home thing. Uh, yeah, because it says you know at the beginning like based on true events that, that are going to happen. Yeah, like, haven't, like happened that haven't happened yet. Because it's you know it's like hey, there is this thing that it's going to kill a lot of us, and like half the people are like, no, it's mm-hmm. fine, life is just back to normal. Uh, yeah. But it just looks so fucking funny, and I cannot believe it. But it's coming out on Netflix. It says Netflix mm-hmm. and select theaters, which usually means like the yeah, bare like minimum LA to in New York for a week so that they, they can, can get, get nominations. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But holy, yeah, it's playing at the Man's Chinese shit. or the the TCL right. Chinese, I think it is now, and like yeah. Like you know, an art ten, house in the Bronx or something. Ten select theaters, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, to get a nomination. But it looks so fucking good. This is a movie I need. Yeah. And the, the timing is smart because they're dropping it December 10th, uh, you mm-hmm. know, a week before Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have dropped this 17th or later, I feel like it would just be oh, washed yeah. away. Yeah, nobody nobody would see it. Fuck. Yep. 
<laughs> it just looks so fucking good. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's, that's my big that's my big thing. Or hmm. is it very clever counter programming where they're like, hey, everybody's gonna go see their family for Christmas this year because they couldn't last year. Right. And they can be like, All right, kids, you go see Spider Man. We're gonna go see this. It's yeah. R rated Netflix film where yeah. everyone's crazy. Oh, that's right. They can't because it's not gonna be in fucking all of the theaters. Nope. So it's is decidedly not counter programming. Send the kids off. It's yeah. Fine. All right. Get the kids an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Spider Man's three hours long. We can watch this and bone and then <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh reports that people are fucking a lot uh less lately. Yeah. Cause of the cause of the COVID. Yep. Oh. It's time to lighten the mood before we go. People are fucking less. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Disney Plus mm-hmm. has released their first official footage mm. of the infamous mm. Star Wars Holiday Special, upgrading the original movie to high definition the quality. Fuck out of here! No, I will not. What? I could not be more four K in that shit. Uh. If you're not familiar, and if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are. It'd be ridiculous. It'd be like me not knowing what Under Siege is, to not know what the Star Wars Holiday Special is. And it's basically a made-for-TV movie that was a holiday special mm-hmm. in very 70s style. Oh, where yeah, it's like, oh, show. Yeah, like, so there's dance numbers. They're on, you know, they're in the Millennium Falcon, but the whole thing is a backdrop instead of the set of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yep. You know, here's Luke Skywalker in a full gold outfit. Like, hey, B. Arthur, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, just random celebrities of the right. day. You know, <laughs> like just got done filming a game show next door. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is like, here I am on Dantooine, and look, <laughs> there's the Temptations. <laughs> yep. And there's also, and I shit you not, an eight minute scene of chewbacca's family without subtitles it's the opening of the show i know it's the opening it is eight minutes long <laughs> and it's that's my first question is are they gonna give them dialogue oh, of course not no you can <laughs> you can touch this up you can remaster you cannot change things you cannot mcclunky this i just want <laughs> for eight fucking minutes and you just have to kind of discern <laughs> what they're talking about yeah, I, I guess this is star wars <laughs> yeah uh the whole thing's about life day which is like star wars universe's christmas that's yep. uh, referenced in the first episode of mandalorian yep the the bullying looking guy is like yep i gotta get home to for and, life day and it's possible that in all of the flashbacks it's like a um like the like a Christmas massacre kind of situation where all of the people that are being slaughtered in the flashbacks in the Mandalorian are all wearing red robes. Oh right, 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 right. Which right, is right. the Life Day celebration sure. clothing. Sure. <laughs> so uh, it's it's entirely yeah. Like oh, Dave poor Filoni loves fun. <laughs> Din Jaren's parents are murdered on Christmas. That's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I have never made it through the Star Wars holiday special. Because, oh no! Because Absolutely the not. quality is so bad, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah, because so George Lucas kinda... famously wanted every single copy destroyed if he could. So there, <laughs> when they released this, they also released an interview with him. It's like I had very little to do with it. Like, yep. the studio made it. I didn't get any creative. The only thing I could do was hand over stuff to them. Yeah. Uh, again, like I love the Wookiee parts. My favorite part is the fact that the ba- whole back of the Millennium Falcon 
is a backdrop and it's noticeably <laughs> yeah. a backdrop. It's not even yeah. trying to look like Yeah, they're not even pretending. They're just like, like I don't know. It's we got to like we got to have a thing on a sheet so we can move it out for the next it's a thing photo op you would do at a Comic-Con in the late like 2008 <laughs> yeah. or not the yeah, first decade of the 2000s. Modern printing technology. <laughs> and it's awful and I am so excited to watch this motherfucker <laughs> in high def with all the musical numbers and again mm-hmm. Be Arthur for no fucking reason. Oh, yeah. I want to see all of the, like, just duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. Holy shit. All right. Well, thanks so much. Oh, God. That's going to be the first time I watch it in its entirety. I'm going to wait until Christmas Day. I'm going to wait until I get get a new TV, a new 4K TV. Sure. (laughs) Just so we can watch the Perfect. Special. I've only tried to make my uh, my lady friend watch Star Wars one time. We got in a big fight. <laughs> she didn't care for it. It's fine. So we, we pretend Star Wars does not exist. <laughs> right. So on Christmas Day, I'm just gonna turn this. Outside I'm not gonna say nothing. Line. Yep. I'm just gonna hit it. I'm gonna play it. I'm not gonna answer any questions. <laughs> she's gonna get up and lock the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first thing again she's gonna see is. Wookiees talking Wookiees with eight no minutes. Dialogue. And I'm going to act like I understand everything <laughs> they say. And I'm very excited for that. All right. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Mm-hmm. You can shoot us any thoughts, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5x5film at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook with all the red-hot memes at 5x5 mm-hmm. at the movies. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, the 5x5 Podcast Network, and the entire team at Fireside. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits. <laughs> Are picking up the slack There's no case to be No case too small When you need help just Good. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. I could do a dissertation <laughs> on the fucking songs of this era of Disney shit. Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, mm-hmm. this. Just but... like full orchestrations, like recorded in immaculate sounding rooms. Like This is the three minute <laughs> version of this song, by the way. This is not the <laughs> yeah. two. All right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs>